If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sports. I'm Jacob Brown, joined here with CJ Uri and Steve Cashin. We're going to talk about FAU football, NFL, the NBA Finals. The NHL draft is also tonight, uh, and then Major League Baseball playoffs. We're going to talk about everything that's going on right now, and we're going to start with FAU football. So, guys, we got to uh, experience watching a win this weekend. I was in the studio at Owl Radio watching the game uh, on my laptop while listening to John Stefano. He gave a great call of the game with Chris Trapp. Kudos to those guys. They did a great job. And uh, if you're interested in calling football games, you can uh, at me on Twitter at Strictly Sports P and come into Owl Radio. We can get you hooked up, get you on podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, but FAU football beat Charlotte this weekend, 21 to 17. But I got to tell you, I'm not that impressed. Uh, FAU, I, I think they're going to be troubled with, with Nick Tronti at quarterback. I don't think he is the answer only 11 for 22 with less than 100 yards passing for him. I get it. He's a good runner. I don't think this is sustainable. And then, CJ, you and I were texting over the weekend. You texted me, BJ Edmonds, I can't take this guy seriously anymore. I'm not taking the hype. He gets injured again, so now you're down another running back. And now, you know, who do you have on offense? John Mitchell's not there. You have tight ends that are a little bit weak. Uh, they, I, I think, by the way, they need to start going to Michael Irvin Jr. a lot more. Uh, he had kind of a good day, so he needs to be used. Uh, but the FAU defense didn't look great at all. Obviously, it takes some time for new defenses to gel. They lost a lot of pieces, uh, but they didn't look so hot against a Charlotte team that they probably should have been better against. What was your take on the game, CJ? Look, I mean, their first couple games, they got canceled. Um, I will say that this goes back to the Georgia Southern game. Uh, not being able to play against them uh, was was really brutal for the team to develop as the season goes on. Uh, I think that if they were able to have played GSU, uh, they would have ended up uh, playing this game way harder. Or if they were able to play USF, that game would have been very good. But I'm very happy that we didn't go into USF uh, cold because I can tell we had some big time uh, uh, jitters in this game and, and we came out really cold. But the thing is, is it was game one. Uh, game one and you're starting up you're starting off in your conference the conference games are they mean more and they're always played harder uh, I didn't expect FAU to come in and be lights out but I expected them to be way better than that first half but they wrote their wrongs in the third quarter 21 unanswered points uh, the defense came to play I like the defense a lot I think for Tronti his release needs to be quicker but I think it's a lot of it is a confidence thing this was his first start this was his first game throwing above five passes people have to realize that this guy's not. This guy never in his collegiate career thought he would walk into a building and throw twenty-two passes at any point until he's gotten the starting job. So we need to just be patient with that, and they need to use him as as much uh, just like UFU's Tebow. Uh, you know, Tebow was good enough with his arm in college to beat you, but it was mainly the fact that you had to respect his run and you had to respect what he was going to do with his legs. So the way that the FAU needs to scheme is the way they did in that third quarter, which was Tronti would tuck and run 
and, and get in between the tackles and get five yards. And then the defense is realizing they should probably cover that. And then the pass game opened up. So we got to keep doing that. But Willie Taggart ended up coaching the game pretty well in that second half. And we got, we just got to, we got to keep watching. And, you know, I think this week they will be much more improved and the defense looks badass. So also the BJ Evans thing, I buy into the hype. He's an unbelievable running back. It's the guys gets a tough break. Unfortunately, he's, He's just had some injury problems, and I really hope that I can see him fully healthy. Yeah, uh, it was a good good first win there. Uh, they had two, obviously, games canceled on them, and that hurts you not playing that first week, like CJ said. And if you get one game under your belt, win or lose, definitely get a rhythm in. Uh, definitely real-time speed. They've been playing against each other in practice for months now. So facing a different opponent, so it's it's – huge so they look sluggish on offense for the first half there um if it wasn't for the defensive side of the ball i think that that game gets out of hand it, it probably ends up being 24 nothing at halftime granted the charlotte kicker missed two kicks but you know hey that you gotta ask that guy to make his kicks and if he didn't fa took advantage of it but what i want to see is a little more energy from the team a little bit uh me and jacob talked about this the other day is like taggart's kind of like a robot on the sideline you know it kind of the way they play is how your coach reflects, you know what I'm saying? It goes both ways. So I think they need to be a little bit more upbeat and be excited to be there. Um, but great turnaround second half. It, they, they looked like the FAU team that we saw last year that won that won out the rest of the season and using the quarterback, let them do a run pass option kind of deal and uh, incorporating a ton of guys on the offensive side of the ball. And, and they, they spark something there. So, We'll see what happens this weekend, Southern Miss. I think this week is very telling on how the season's going to you know, unfold. If they make adjustments on offense, come out of the gate right away, get Tronti comfortable, give them a few short passes, get them comfortable in the game. Um, and if that running game for the FAU offense can get going, if Emmons can, is he, if he's going to be back, get him rolling, and who knows where this offense, offense can lead. But the defense side of the ball, they were solid. We'll see what happens this weekend, though. Is it just me, or did the jerseys not fit the players? I thought they were small, dude. They, they looked they small, were or they just—I don't know, dude. They didn't look like normal jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I was watching on my laptop. I couldn't really tell, but that, I got to look at some pictures now. They just yeah, looked really odd. They looked either too baggy around the shoulders, or they were too short. Like you saw, like every FBU player's undershirt, like oh, wow. it was really odd. It was really odd. And I think that was a jersey malfunction. That was the debut of those jerseys. I think they're going to need to order new ones. Anyway, every time oh, I turned it on, they look they look like the Patriots out there, though. Anyone else notice that? They literally look like they, New England's home uniforms. Yeah, the color scheme is uh, pretty similar. It's only it is pretty uh, Patriots like, I will say. In that game too, though, I'll, I'll do I will comment on it. Is like Toronto struggled in that first half a little bit, right? I want to see who do we have as the backup? Is it Taggart's son? Is he the second guy or a third string? Who's our I, – I was looking at the depth chart. I think, though, Taggart's got to make some adjustments in the game. If things aren't going right, try something new. Let's let's incorporate a different quarterback. Let's see what he's got. Just because, I don't know, if, if he's struggling like that, well, the game, what you, you got to understand is, is on the depth chart right now, it's Posey, Willie Tagger Jr., Agner. Yeah. Uh, look, here's the thing. Kiffin really screwed us here because he didn't really have Posey um, practice at quarterback, which is what he needed to be practicing at, which was quarterback um, last year. 
uh, towards the end of the year, he needed to be taking snaps at quarterback uh, the, the second half of the season, um, especially because he wasn't really doing much in the past game. And because um, he's a he's a he's a quarterback, that guy's an athletic quarterback. Um, so we're kind of screwed there. Willie Tiger Jr. is a redshirt freshman or a freshman. I don't know. He's not ready to take the race. He's, he's, he's a freshman. Yeah. He's more of an athlete anyways. And then they clearly aren't confident in Agner. So it's Tronti or nothing right now. And we just have to hope that, you know, he becomes more of a natural thrower and he's got the basics and everything and he can move the chains with his legs. It's just, we need to get him into the, to be lethal between the 10 to 15 yard passes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think just on the, the one thing that concerns you about this team is it, it was kind of like FSU-esque, like when, when Taggart was there, just kind of stagnant, very on early, not a whole lot going on, struggled to get first downs, games are too tight. I want to see this weekend them getting right out of the gate, like I said, and because Marshall's coming up here in a few weeks, and if that offense comes out like they did against Charlotte, they'll get the doors beaten off them. But I really want to see that adjustment this week, and – different play calling, just keep the, the, the mindset that they had in the second half and, and go rolling from there. But the defense, I, I like the defense. I don't know. I'm not familiar with all these guys, but um, that was a, that was a positive takeaway from, from that game on Saturday though. Yeah. And uh, you know, Southern Miss this weekend, is it going to be played? Is it not? We will see the next home game for FAU is against UTSA on the 31st. Then the uh, only other home game scheduled right now is Western Kentucky and FAU on November 7th. Will they, you know, they could possibly reschedule the USF game at some point. We don't know. Um, but those are the only two home games left. So a lot of these games are going to be on the road. That's going to be, you know, pretty difficult for them. And, um, you know, hopefully they can win this weekend if they play in the Southern Miss game. So we're going to move on to the rest of college football now. Georgia dominated Auburn. This weekend, I, I tweeted it out. I never said it on the show that my final four for the college football playoffs, I said at the beginning of the year, it's probably going to end up being either two SEC or one Big 12, one SEC, Big 10, and, and Clemson. But now I think it's going to be that first thing I said. I think it's going to end up being two SEC teams, Ohio State and Clemson. Those two SEC teams for me are going to be Georgia and Alabama. I think those are the two that make it. Georgia looks like they're going to be really effective this year. They have a five-star quarterback now. He looks like an upgrade over Fromm, in my opinion. Uh, defensively, they look dominant, as they always do. So I think Georgia is going to be a real threat here. Obviously, when Ohio State gets to play, they're going to be the favorites in the Big Ten. If they win the Big Ten, they're going to be in the college football playoffs. Clemson might be the favorites again. And then I don't think Bama misses. Obviously, Florida is going to be a contender. But with Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma's lost twice, so they're definitely done. Texas lost once and struggled with Texas Tech the week before. They're not going to make it. So the only hope for the Big 12 is Oklahoma State. So I, I think they're done, and there's no chance that a Pac-12 team makes it with the strength of the SEC this year. Um, how do you think that the college football playoffs are going to shake out? We'll start with uh, Steve. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a year where it reverts back to like the BCS, where if you lose, you're done. Uh, I just think there's just not enough games being played. Uh, that goes back to the non-conference games not being played as well. So there's not room for, let's say, a team like Georgia. They they 
play Alabama here in two weeks. So I think the winner, the loser of that game is going to be out from the playoffs. Oh, I didn't and even, yeah, I didn't yeah, even think so about that. If Georgia, whoever loses that game, well, you know, if they had out of conference wins, then you go look at it. Well, we played these teams well, this and that, but it's such a long way to go. We could very well get two teams in from a conference, but it's whoever, let's say a BYU goes on the beat or something. I don't know. Something crazy like, like that. And how could you leave them out in a season where it's so short and put a one loss team in there? I, I mean, you could, but, you could leave off BYU. That's like, you know, putting UCF in or something if they yeah, want to. Yeah. I'm just giving an example of a team runs away with something and kind of, you know, shows that they can, they can be there and a team that has lost in a nine game season because everyone has their own agenda. The, the Big Ten's playing eight games. ACC's playing 11. SEC has a 10 game. But for the college ball playoff, I think it's going to be Clemson. They're, I don't think anyone's stopping them. They play Miami this weekend. Uh, don't see them derailing that train. But number two, I would have Bama right there behind them, Ohio State, and maybe a Florida. I think you could get a – if Florida wins out, then you would get two SEC teams in there. Yeah, but do, Florida do, does Florida play Georgia and Bama? Like, if they all play each other, then they you can – oh, they don't. No, they, well, they don't play me, Bama. They play Georgia. So, it, it's going to be interesting to see how all these teams beat each other up in the SEC. Um, so, I don't know. It'll be weird. Because Notre Dame and Clemson play each other, too, coming up here. So, right. that could be a collision course itself, too. So, the way I see it is this year, I don't think that you're going to see uh, two SEC schools in the, f- the Final Four um, because they're going to beat up on each other. So, what's going to happen is you're going to see whoever the winner of the Georgia-Florida game is obviously going to go to the SEC championship. Now, I don't think either school – now, I will tell you this. Both schools are equipped to beat Bama. I'm just not ready to say they will go to the SEC championship and beat Bama. So I will say that Bama will beat either or whoever the bid is from SEC East to go to the SEC championship game. So that would be Bama, Clemson in, in the national championship. And then we would need to see kind of a little bit more how the rest of the year plays out. But if if Ohio State runs the table in, in the Big Ten and wins out, then they would, of course, most likely be in that discussion now the thing is the most logical conference to have two teams to go to the college football playoff would be the sec right especially because right now they have th- what is it three teams in the top four right now bama right, Florida, yeah. georgia so yeah i see I, I i just there's it's a rigorous sec schedule every year and that's what they're playing right now they don't have out of conference games so i guess We'll know. We'll, we will know if there will be two SEC teams in the SEC championship game in probably like three weeks. But right now, I'm going to say no because I kind of agree with what Steve's saying. There's going to be a Cinderella type team that's going to run the table and not yeah. lose, and they're in the top ten, and and they're going to say, "Well, look, we haven't lost. We've won our conference. Why is it that there's two SEC teams in there?" Well, so, it, it could be. Could it be a Notre Dame? They do play Clemson, but hell no. Yeah, yeah, so I don't, I don't see. I that never happening. trust Notre Dame. I know, I never like Notre Dame. The only the teams I see that could be a Cinderella story here. That's why I look at the the teams that are undefeated left would be SMU's four zero and BYU's three zero. And BYU is to me that's why I say why I set pick them is because they've they've beaten teams pretty convincingly. Yes, they haven't played a dominant team yet. They I don't think there's any way they're let in though. 
I, but here's the thing, like if everyone beats each other up and you have two losses, let's say Florida loses this weekend to Texas A&M and then they lose to Georgia and then Georgia loses to Alabama and then they make it to the SEC championship. They have two losses and people just keep knocking on each other and BYU doesn't lose a game. How could you in the world leave them out? Big like Ten's going right. to be a, 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 you know, a crapshoot itself. You're going to have Penn State and Michigan play, Ohio State and Michigan play. It's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be pure chaos, and I just can't wait for it to unfold because it's good. we have a long way to go until we get to the end here. Yeah, I mean, you got some good point. Now, again, I could be wrong about Georgia pretty quickly because they play Tennessee this weekend. They're 2-0. Uh, so, the, I mean, the SEC is just so loaded. Miami and Clemson is this weekend as well. Notre Dame gets FSU. They'll win that game. Uh, no other notable games this weekend, but I think the Big Ten comes back either a week or two after this. So uh, great that the Big Ten came back. By the way, we never addressed it on the show. They should come back. They did. Same thing with the Pac-12. Great uh, that they're coming back. And I think Big Ten fans are very excited because either Ohio State, maybe Michigan can get in. Uh, maybe even Penn State could be a Cinderella team in the Big Ten. If Ohio State loses some game, they shouldn't lose. Um, but there's, there, you know, Big Ten could have some fluctuation there. But now let's move on to the NFL. We're going to quickly review week four and then go into more so week five games and uh, quarterly playoff predictions. So the Giants lost to the Rams 17-9. to Way closer of a game than it should have been, but the Rams got, it, uh, got the win. Burrow gets his first win against Jacksonville. Uh, great performance. Burrow's looking great, and so are most of the rookies. Herbert looked great in the in the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs won 38-31, and we'll talk about this game. Tom Brady threw five touchdowns to five different receivers. He looked really good. He did throw a pick six, but he also threw five touchdowns. He kind of looks like he's starting to get comfortable. He didn't even have Fournette, and he didn't have Mike Evans for a large portion of that game. Uh, and then I believe Ronald Jones came out at some point as well. So he still managed to get to those guys and Godwin didn't play. So he, I mean, he threw to five different receivers. He was, he was down his two best receivers for big portions of that game. So Steve, you're a Bucks fan. How did, what do you think of that game? Uh, early on, it looked terrible. They were down 24 uh, seven chargers really shot themselves in the foot. They, uh, Instead of taking a knee there to end the half, they end up fumbling at the two-yard line. Bucks end up scoring for half. But uh, if you can win that type of game when you didn't play your best football, didn't have your best guys, it's a good sign. That offensive line is giving Brady time. And that was the biggest question mark going into the season was, can Donovan Smith, can Tristan Wirfs, uh, Ali Marpet, can they hold up on that line and give Brady time? And they did on, on Sunday, they gave him plenty and he, he found his guys. And, Yet again, Mike Evans got hurt in that game. He was playing hobbled with basically one leg. Uh, Godwin out. Scotty Miller banged up. Uh, Fournette was out. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was the running back that ended up uh, leaving the game there. So that's that, right. That okay, hurt their, that hurt their depth. So, but they found ways. OJ Howard also left that game towards Achilles. So, bunch of guys uh, really uh, banged up here. But we'll see if they can get them back here shortly. But the the defense really carried uh, they late in that game they 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 held the Chargers to I believe it was seven points in the second half yeah it was seven points in the second half and the secondary was was god awful in the first in the first half but made us some adjustments and if they can bear down and and figure things out this 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 Bucks team can be dangerous you know it's way early but uh, I like this what what's going on down uh, down here in Tampa. 
Yeah, CJ. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this 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 Sunday was – you saw some interesting score lines. Like, as you said, the Giants-Rams game, I was beyond um, confused as to how that game was so close. But um, that just kind of shows that I – think, I think the Rams kind of came out and just were like, oh, whatever, we're going to win this game anyway, you know. And that's kind of how they played the game. But, you know, good for the Giants and that organization for not rolling over. Uh, I totally agree with Steve here. Uh, what are the Chargers doing there? Um, they completely screwed themselves before the halftime, and you can't give a Tom Brady team any sort of daylight like that. He is the comeback king. He is the master of that. So uh, good point on that by Steve. Uh, and, you know, obviously I was had my eyes glued to the Seahawks-Dolphins game, which was really close up until the end, and the yep. Dolphins played the Seahawks really well, and the Dolphins had Russ on his ass multiple times, and that was great to see, but guess what? Fitz couldn't punch it in. We were in the red zone five times, and we had five field goals. And they're still Did starting him this week. Okay, but so here's something you got to understand. There was uncertainty as to who they were going to start, and Flora said, I presume the starter will be Ryan Fitzpatrick this weekend. We are evaluating options, and then he named him the starter this week. What this means is this is a media game here. He is tightening the leash on Fitz. And this means one more bad half and two is coming in. You can't do it anymore. The defense is playing well enough for them to be 500, maybe even more than 500, because we, we've only lost to the Bills by three points. We lost to the Seahawks by a score. We are in it against teams that are going to for sure be in the playoffs and going far. So something's got to be done here. And if Fitz has a crappy half against the 49ers on Sunday, a banged-up 49ers defense that doesn't have their studs and pro bowlers, see – you will see Tua in the second half. I'm telling you, I'll put money on it. Tua will be in if the game is not going in the Dolphins' favor. Um, now, the last thing I'll say about NFL this week, in terms of a recap, Aaron Rodgers, screw all the haters. This guy is unbelievable. He yep. is killing it right now. He said today on some podcast with McAfee, he's And he basically said, screw the haters. I love it. Rogers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Give me a three-headed race for the NFL MVP going uh, down to the wire this season. I'm all here for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that Packers team, I do believe they're the best team in the NFC right now. And I, I from from what we've seen so far, first four games, they've been they've been the best team, in, if not in the whole league, I think. Uh Aaron Rodgers is so combat during the pocket, uh, just making it look easy. He's dropping it off to receivers left and right, and he's getting production uh, in the running game as well. And the defense is, car- is carrying their weight as well. They're not giving up a whole lot of points, getting turnovers, bearing down. And uh, we'll see. There's a few interesting matchups when they come to Tampa. We'll see how how those two teams fare. Uh, I don't. I believe they play the Seahawks this year. Do they? Uh, I don't know. I'll check. But if they. No, they don't. That'd be a good matchup. But yeah, the the, the Packers are, are primed to to win 11, 12 games this year, and it'll be fun to see them. It pan out. Yeah, I mean, it's either them or Seattle to me. Uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll review the other games from Week Four very quickly, and then we can get into Week Five. Browns beat the Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys? Love seeing them lose any time. Oh, they're terrible. That oh, defense it's so great. Is, that defense is worse than Oklahoma's. 
<laughs> that, that, yeah, that's very true. The Cowboys I mean, dude, they can't stop anything. Defense. They seriously the do. Cowboys they... literally have uh, the, the Cowboys have a mixture of a Pac-12, Big 12 defense. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. I can't watch it anymore. It's like, dude, you, you got Baker Mayfield's offense walking into your building and hanging a 50 burger on you and walking out of the wind. And it's like, <laughs> how about them Cowboys? Oh my God, they're terrible. That 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 division is terrible. That defense is terrible. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, I don't care. That That is so <laughs> unbelievably bad. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, yeah, they don't have Sean Lee and Van Der Esch and all these guys. They lost Byron – but, I mean, come on. You can't be that bad. 49 points. Odell hasn't had a game like that for the Browns ever, and he just did against the Cowboys. So, I mean, it's it's incredible how the Cowboys have just faltered so badly on defense. Uh, but then Seattle, we talked about that game. Ravens beat the Washington football team. I almost said their old name uh, right there. Sorry about that. Then we had uh, Panthers beating the Cardinals 31-21. to I really like the job that Matt Rule is doing with this team coaching-wise. Bridgewater looks great, and they won a game without McCaffrey. Cardinals, they're going to regret that one at the end because – they even though they're the rest of their division's great and they're all probably going to make the playoffs, they would have had a serious bid. Uh, I just think anytime you lose in that division, you're you're distancing yourself from the wild card. Vikings won their first game. I really feel bad for Deshaun Watson. He's 0-4. Colts beat the Bears. They look great. I think they're making the playoffs for sure. Bills beat the Raiders. Josh Allen is legit. Uh, and then Eagles won their first game of the year and now lead the division. Uh, by beating the 49ers 25-20. NFC sucks. Whoever wins it is just going to win it because the rest of the team suck. Uh, Chiefs beat the Patriots 26-10, and then the Packers dominated the Falcons. Falcons 0-4. So this week we have Thursday Night Football, Bucks and Bears. I think the Bucks are going to win. They're going to go to 4-1, and and they're going to win the division. Uh, anyone disagree? We're going to do – let's do rapid-fire picks. Let's just give the winner, and then we'll go to our playoff predictions. I got Tampa in this one. Uh, I think they, they, I think they bounce back. Defense will, will find a way, and they get their guys back. So I got Bucks in that one. Uh, I'm not prepared to say the Bucks will win because I, I'm a little bit skeptical of the injury problems. I think with a healthy uh, Bucks wide receiver group and healthy Bucks team, I do believe the Bucks win this game. But I don't know if they're going to be healthy. And the Bears defense on prime time, uh, I'll be the Maverick here and go in a different direction for the sake of the show. Oh. I'll say Bears. I'll say Bears in a low-scoring game. It's Bucks minus four and a half. You take well. Obviously, you're not taking it if you think the Bears. I would are take. The, I would take the point. Even if I think the Bucks were going to win, I would take Bears plus four and a half. I think the defense is good enough to put Brady uh, off his game. Um, and is it away? Is it at Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. In the windy city. Yeah, cold weather game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take. Sorry, guys. We're on an internet connection here. Oh, your, your connection went out for a quick second there. All right. I'm taking the Bears in the windy city. All right. So uh, we got that game. Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys. That's quick. Panthers, Falcons. I'm going to go Panthers. Uh, I, I think they're actually a really decent football team, even without McCaffrey. Bridgewater's been playing really well, and the Falcons can't figure out how to do anything. So I think the Panthers are going to win that game. Bills and Titans, this is a good one. There is, uh, I don't see any line presented on ESPN, so that might mean it's just a pick 'em game. Uh, Bills on the road in Tennessee. Uh, I like Buffalo in this game. 
Uh, I like Buffalo in this game. Josh Allen is legit. I think the Titans, they're a good team, not a great team. The Bills have the defense. They finally played well against the Raiders. Faltered a little bit there at the end, uh, but I like the Bills here. Uh, Any uh, people uh, choosing different here? I got Bills there. Bills? Yeah, I just – all right, look, I, uh, I, once again, I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm just going to take the Titans. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills aren't going to go undefeated this season. Something's got to give. Um, I think the defense is Swiss cheese, and I do believe that Derrick Henry is going to run the ball quite nicely. Tannehill is good enough to open up to play action, and I think the Titans' defense is way better than people realize. I'll take the home team, Tennessee. All right, so Raiders, Chiefs. I got Chiefs, Cardinals, Jets, Cardinals, Eagles, Steelers. I think we'll all probably say Steelers. Uh, Rams, Washington, that's going to be Rams. Bengals, Ravens, that'll be Ravens. Jags, Texans, I think Texans get their first win. Dolphins, Niners, I think it'll be Niners. Sorry, CJ. Colts, Browns, this is going to be a close one. We could talk about this one real quick. The Line will beat the Niners. The oh, will beat get the Niners. It. Oh, please. Dude, what do you mean Nick Mullins throwing the ball? I get I mean, I guess if the Eagles can beat them, yeah. I mean, good. The Dolphins' defense is good. <laughs> I mean, it, it could happen. It could happen. It could easily happen. Two is going to come in second half and, and dominate. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Colts, Browns, though, the line's at Indy minus one and a half. It's in Cleveland. I've got Indy here. I think you just picked the team with the better roster. Phillip Rivers, more mature quarterback. He's better in closer games. Baker's, you know, we all know his problems. I, I got Indy on the road here. Yeah, Colts defense is pretty good. They're, they're underrated, not talked about a whole lot. I, I I really like what they're doing, Indy, on the defensive side of the ball. And Phillip Rivers is uh, is getting it done. He's doing enough to to win games. So I'll take the Colts in this one as well. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna say the Colts, but I, I nah, no, I, no, I'm not gonna take the Colts here. I'm actually <laughs> I'm gonna take the Browns. I'm gonna take the Browns. Uh, no matter what the line is, take the points, even if it's a point. Who cares? Uh, that's what I would take. I like the. I think the Browns. The Browns are cooking right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield believer, but he's slinging the rock right now. Odell looks happy over there. Jarvis is having fun on the sideline. Kareem and Nick Chubb are running the crap out of the ball. Chubb, they, Chubb might be out though. I know, but Kareem Hunt's still a baller, and the O line is uh, looking good. And plus. If you're Kareem Hunt, what better opportunity? You have the backfield to yourself for the first time in a couple of years since the incident. Uh, I will take the Browns here, and I will take Harrison Bryant getting three receptions. Yeah, there we go. FAU alumni there. Um, Broncos, Pats. I've got Pats. Vikings, Seahawks. I got Seahawks. Chargers, Saints. I'm going to go upset here. I'm going to go Chargers in this game. I like the Chargers. Herbert's been playing really well. Breeze, I, I worry about him. Chargers have a better defense than Detroit. I like the Chargers here in an upset. No, the Saints are cooking. Uh, I think they get Michael Thomas back this week. I got the Saints. All right, so we got yeah, Saints there. Yep, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I think it'll be close, but the Saints will find a way to get it done there in that one. All right, so very quickly, we got my playoff predictions updated. So in the NFC, I have the – Cowboys ultimately winning the division. They have the easier schedule moving forward over the Eagles. No one else in the NFC East will make the playoffs. In the NFC North, I've got the Packers winning the division. 
No one else from the NFC North will make the playoffs. In the NFC South, I think the Bucs will win the division. Saints will come in second place, then Carolina, and then Atlanta. Uh, Then in the NFC West, I've got the Seattle Seahawks winning the division, Rams in second, Niners in third, and the Cardinals in fourth. I think the Niners make the playoffs and the Rams make the playoffs, along with the Saints as a wild card. Those are my three teams. The team on the outside, I have the Bears. In the AFC, I have the... Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. No one else making the playoffs from that division. AFC North Ravens. I have the Browns and Steelers making it as wild card. AFC West. I've got the Chiefs. I don't have anyone else from that division making the playoffs. And then the AFC South. I have the Titans winning the division. I think it'll be close though. And then the Colts will get the other wild card spot. Do you guys different have different uh, playoff predictions? Obviously, I was dead wrong about the Packers before the season. <laughs> Uh, I, I fall flat on my face there, but what are your guys' playoff predictions after the quarter mark of the season? Yeah, um, I got to obviously switch up the Vikings one. I mean, I said Vikings, they're not yeah, going to yeah. I liked that prediction a lot before the year. I liked the Vikings roster still to this day, but they're just, pardon me, they're just not, not a very good football team, and they don't seem to be well-coached anymore either, which is a bit surprising. Um, so I will go ahead with, uh, the Packers for sure. Um, the Texans aren't going to win their division. Um, so that I pretty sure, yeah, I had actually had the Titans repeating. Um, I don't know what I said for the AFC East, but the bills will win that division. Um, yeah, you had said that. Yeah. Um, AFC North, I said the Ravens, uh, that could be. I'll just stick stay by with the Ravens. Uh, I think the only thing I, I, uh, I think the only thing that I'm that I had to switch up was the the Vikings thing. Uh, the Packers will win that division now, uh, and that's it. I think the rest of my predictions stand, and those are the only things that I'd probably make changes to. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to differ here. With uh, I'll just go with my division winners right now. Right now, I don't really have wild cards. Too close to tell. Uh, Bills, I got them in the East. Uh, I got the Ravens. I got the Colts taking the AFC South. Uh, Chiefs are going to run away with the West, of course. Uh, and then the NFC East, which is a dumpster fire. I'll take – I think Philly finds a way. They have that tie in there, which might go a long way. Green Bay is going to run away with it, I believe, as well. NFC South, uh, I'm not going to pick the Bucks. I just think they haven't been to playoffs in so long. Uh I think the Saints ultimately end up getting there. Uh, but it'll be close. It might be a one-game difference there. And then I got the Rams taking the NFC West. Interesting, interesting. So uh, little differences there in all of us right there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go back at the end of the season and go through a uh, prediction counter and just mark off the predictions there, but we'll see. Um, so if you want to hear us talk about baseball and hockey, you can listen to our Strictly Hockey and Strictly Baseball podcast, their new podcast that we launched. They're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left on our Zoom call, so you guys can just listen to what we were saying about that. We previewed the playoffs in baseball, reviewed the Stanley Cup in hockey, so you guys can go check that out. Also, I have Strictly Yankees and Strictly Rangers. Those are new podcasts as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So very quickly here, we have two minutes left on our call. Heat Celtics, uh, excuse <laughs> Heat Lakers, excuse me, uh, for the NBA Finals Game 4. Heat won their first game the other night after LeBron James 
looked at Jimmy Butler and said, oh, this game's over, and then he lost. Uh, Love seeing LeBron flop on his face like that. Now the Zoom call saying less than a minute. So really quick, Bam's back tonight. CJ, are the Heat winning tonight or the Lakers take it? I think, unfortunately, I'm going to say the Lakers take it so that if the Heat win, it's a nice surprise. Uh, But I think it's going to be very competitive, and I do think we're going to have to force LeBron to make a really, really, really clutch shot towards the end of the game. Steve? I've got the Heat tonight, actually. I think they played a really oh, good yeah. – uh, I think they got uh, – they played a really good game three, and uh, they're getting banned back tonight, I believe, right? And uh, yep. I think Tyler Harris going to bounce back. He's, he's struggled the last couple of games, but I think the Heat find a way to get it done. It's going to be close, like CJ said. and Got to find a way to get a, make a shot late and, and get a few stops. So I got the Heat tonight. Hey, well, the two non-Heat fans are going Heat tonight. I got them too. Uh, so that'll be it. For this podcast today, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, a bunch of others as well. Follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P and on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. We are going to be on FAUL Radio every week on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Keep tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. For CJ, Steve, I'm Jacob Brown, and we will see you next time.